Welcome to episode 117 of the Maybury Devotional, entitled, I'm a Whosoever. Today I'll be looking at season 4, episode 19 of the Andy Griffith Show, Hot Rod Otis. And I'll be looking at scripture from Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. In the beginning of this episode, we see Barney and Andy at the courthouse playing gin rummy when we see Otis come in from a night of drinking. After Otis helps Barney to lose the game, Otis goes to his cell but asks that Barney and Andy wake him up at 8 o'clock in the morning. The next morning, when Barney comes into the courthouse, Barney reminds Andy how Otis wanted him to wake up at 8 o'clock, and despite Andy's objections, Barney goes ahead and wakes Otis up. Thinking that Otis will be mad when he's waking at 8 o'clock, Otis thanks Barney for waking him up. He tells him that he's got enough money finally to buy something he's had his heart set on. After Otis leaves, Andy and Barney try to figure out what it is. Finally, Otis arrives at the courthouse, showing Andy and Barney that he's bought a car. Later at the courthouse, Barney decides he's going to give Otis a driver's test. He draws a street intersection on the floor, and he has some toy cars to give him to do some scenarios about driving. Otis fails the first scenario because, well, he's more interested in playing with the car. When it comes time for the second scenario, again, Otis just wants to play with the car, and he doesn't take it seriously. Andy gives Barney an idea to watch Otis to see how he does when he's driving. Barney's first stakeout doesn't go too well, as Otis spots him. Later in the evening, Barney reports back to Andy that he saw Otis leave the County Line Cafe, and he followed him to Charlie Varney's house. Barney goes by, picks up Andy, and they make their way to Charlie's house, just in time to see Otis leave and stagger to his car. Yeah, he passes out on the front of the car, but doesn't make it inside of it. Andy decides to take Otis to the jail and perform their own scared straight program on Otis. Back at the courthouse, Andy and Barney pour some water on Otis to wake him up and then stand outside the jail cell, talking about how Otis is no longer with him. They talk about how Otis drove his car down the road and wrecked in the river and drowned. Otis, sitting on his bed in the jail cell, tries to talk to Andy and Barney, but they both ignore him, and Otis figures out that, well, he's dead. Andy and Barney start to sing a song in memory of Otis, and it touches Otis so much that he ends up joining in that they're singing. Otis finally lays down, thinking that he has died, and it's at that time that Andy and Barney go into the cell, pour water on Otis, and tell him that he's been talking in his sleep, talking about dying. Otis then wakes up fully and tells Andy and Barney how he's never going to drive again. Barney, thinking that their act was a success, asks if it had anything to do with his dream, but Otis tells him that, nah, he has those dreams all the time, and he had actually sold his car the night before, even before he started to drink. They both seem disappointed in their failure. And we see Andy as he starts to tell Otis a jack tale as Barney leaves the cell aggravated. In the epilogue, we see Barney and Andy as they're sitting around cleaning up Otis's cell. When Barney starts to think about what might happen if something did happen to Otis. And Barney starts to get real emotional of the fact of not seeing Otis again. The more he talks about it, the more it gets to him. And finally we see Barney almost break down as Andy has to end up taking him in the back room to let him cry it out if he needs to. The scripture I want to look at comes from Philippians chapter 2, verse 4. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. When Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians, he was writing of a bigger truth. When he was writing about how we should really mirror the humility of Christ. Paul writes later that Christ came to earth as a servant and was born as a man. Christ did not sin and was not subject to death, such as was the penalty of sin, but he became obedient to death so that we might have life. Paul continues to write that Christ's name would be exalted because of what he'd done. 
But we see at first, Paul writes that Christ was humble. He humbled himself and gave himself so that we might live. Christ saw that we were in need, and he gave up his royal position in heaven, temporarily, to come to earth to die for our sins. Christ loved us and cared for us enough to come to earth, live as humans, and subjected himself to death that we might live. Paul writes that we need to have the same humility. We need to care for others the way that Christ cared for us. In Hot Rod Otis, in the end, we see how Barney really feels about Otis. He breaks down and he almost cries when he starts thinking about how what could have been if they'd have lost Otis. Of course, we know earlier in the episode, you know, Otis buys a car and Barney worries about his drinking and get behind the wheel of his newly acquired car. Barney made it a point to follow Otis and tries to give him a refresher lesson on how to drive. Both of these fell miserably, but Barney cares enough for Otis that he continues to follow him. One evening, we see that Barney has followed Otis to a house in town where he started to drink. Otis leaves and passes out drunk on the car. Barney and Andy play a trick on Otis, pretending that he died in a car wreck in hopes that they would cure Otis from ever drinking and trying to drive again. It's only later that we found out that Otis has already sold his car, even before he took his first drink. When Otis did give up driving, it's probably not because of Andy and Barney's plan, but it did seem to work out for the best. And at least we did get to see that how far they would go to help Otis and protect him, not to mention protect any others they might have come in contact with. How often do we think of the needs of others? Do we put their needs before ours? For family, I would say yes. It's a really good chance. Maybe for real close friends, we'd put their needs above ours. What about for somebody we don't know? Or maybe even somebody who doesn't like us? I think most of us, when faced with those same questions, and I include myself, would say that it's easier to put your family's needs and your best friend's needs above ourselves at any time. But when it comes to those who don't like us, eh, they're probably going to lose out. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that whosoever believeth. I'm going to stop right there. Who is whosoever? That's everyone. God's friends, family, enemies, all of those. And we were all enemies of God at one time. If we heard about the gospel of Christ and didn't believe, that made us enemies. But God still sent his son to die for us. We are the whosoevers. Paul wrote to the church that they need to have the same mind as Christ and look upon the interest of others. Christ is the perfect example of all that in the New Testament. Barney and Andy both were looking out for Otis, afraid that he might hurt himself while driving or possibly hurt others. When we truly believed, that's when we became the children of God. Christ cared enough for us to die for us some 2,000 years ago. As seen in John 3.16, Christ came to die for the whosoevers. And I'm glad that I'm a whosoever. And now it's time for us to emulate Christ and look out for others. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Maybury Devotional. If you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast and leave me a rating or a comment. I'd appreciate it. I hope you join me next time as I'll be looking at Season 4, Episode 20, The Song Festers. Until then, thanks for listening.